Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I mean, I just love it. I know. Listen, am I stuck in the 80s? Probably. Sure. Yeah. Duran Duran in, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It just came across the wire, as they say. The nominees have been established. We talk about the nominees. I don't know how this all works, but there's like a, we, we always talk about the ones who are up for it and mm-hmm. they vote on them and then now they just said these are the people who are getting in yeah Duran Duran is in I'm good with that yeah yeah I mean I love them they're they got great songs yeah they're all 40 years old but they got great songs and that's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame eventually you gotta run out of people to put in you've already put in your Elvises your your Stones your uh your uh Temptations, your Beatles, they're all in. So now you got to go, well, who else? Mm-hmm. We still need people to come into this museum in Cleveland and sell T-shirts. Yeah. So you got to start throwing in some other people. Are they worthy of it? People get upset. They are Pat Benatar, how dare she doesn't. All right, listen, Pat Benatar has got some hits. Pat Benatar was like one of the first kind of female rockers back in the days when there was 
wasn't any such thing. Mm -hmm. So let Pat Benatar get in there. She's still running around with her, her and her husband, Neil Giraldo, I believe his name is. They've been married for 50 years and they just go around playing casinos. Nice. And they never stop. They've so let them please give them, let them have some fun. Yeah. I mean, I remember Pat Benatar vividly. You know, she was the, the the spandex pants, the uh, the little thing in her hair, the you know, Pat Benatar. There were jokes made about her in eighties movies. You know, the Fast Times Ridgemont High. If you watch that movie, they, in the beginning they talk about the type of people in the high school, and we go, we got we got our Pat Benatar types. Mm -hmm. That meant something in yeah. nineteen eighty two. She was a stock character. Exactly, she was a stock character. So let her in for that reason alone. She's mm -hmm. in. Eminem is in. Eminem. Okay, fight on, people, if you think that's worthy of it or not. I don't know. I like his songs. I saw mm -hmm. 8 Mile. I, I don't like the fact that he, he dyes his beard very heavily these days. I yeah. think that's a bad look. But that's not going to keep him out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Lionel Richie, in. Of course Boom. Lionel Richie's in. Yes. I, I mean, Lionel Richie's Lionel Richie. You let him in. Mm -hmm. He's got great songs. Um, uh, Dolly Parton, who said, no, thanks. I don't want in. They, they just ignored her and said, mm -hmm. you're in anyway. Yeah. You got it. You're going. So she's got to now show up, I guess, or not. I don't know what that, you know, Dolly doesn't seem like she's a nice person. So she's probably going to be there Yeah, and take her award and, and whatever. And I think, is that everybody or was there a few others Ooh, that we missed? Look. Um, I think those are like the big ones. Those were the big ones. I, oh, Carly Simon, I Carly think, Simon. is in. Carly Simon, of course, once again, why not let Carly Simon in? She's been around for a long time. She's still going. Who doesn't love Carly Simon? We all like Carly Simon. The only one we're missing is the Eurythmics. The Eurythmics. Annie Lennox, Dave Stewart. All right. They're in. Let them in, too. I mean, you, if you have a band, I've been to the Rock and Hall of Fame many times in Cleveland. Cool little thing. You just walk around and... I mean, I think it's the same exhibits for the most part, the same exhibits, and then they just switch up. Like, mm -hmm. you no, know, they'll just be a plaque for Duran Duran, I guess. I don't know. I, what do they get if you're in? You get to say you're a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I guess. inductee or, mm -hmm. or, or so, which is exciting. If you're a band, you've been in this shit a long time, you're mm -hmm. like, eh, at least we got that, yeah. you know? So, I mean, more power to them. Well, congratulations to all the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of music. So, and I like all those people I just mentioned for some of, you know, most of them. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say that I know the deep tracks of any of those people. I know the hits of all the people I just mentioned. Yeah. I don't have nine Lionel Richie albums lying around the house. You know what I mean? I don't know if I have any Eminem albums. I don't know if I ever sat down and bought an Eminem album. Oh, wow. I don't think I have, you know, I but have. I know the hits. Um, and Duran Duran, I've, I've had the albums. I'm, I'm admittedly, but I was also 17 when they were around. So, you know, what's funny is if I was going to listen to any one of these people, I would probably actually listen to Dolly like that. And oh, of course, okay. that's me. But yeah, I think but she's in good company. I think what Dolly was saying and what some people argue, which Eminem would be included in this. Mm -hmm. Some people argue that it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it's these are not rock and roll, which I mean, that's mm -hmm. of course. But like I said earlier, eventually you're going to run out of people and you got to keep every year. You got to put people in. Yeah. So you're going to have to widen the net a little bit and start letting in the run DMCs and all that. And, mm -hmm. and good. I mean, it's it is in a way it is rock and roll. I mean, what rock and roll is dead for the most part. Yeah. It's over. Outside of the Foo Fighters and 
every you know the guys who are 80 now and mm-hmm. still going but there's no new rock and roll bands or very few I think they're coming back I do I, think they really? are Really? Yeah because Based during, on who or, or during what? the pandemic millions of people started playing guitar it's like the newest okay. hobby you cannot buy a guitar in this country all the prices are up Good uh, I'm all good musicianship with this. during the pandemic is up so heavily that I think guitar music will start to make a re- you know resurgence uh, Good cuz there were times when I'm watching these award shows you know, and mm-hmm. you could watch the entire three-hour award show, MTV, Grammys, whatever, you name it. And that you, you see nine performances, 15 performances, whatever. And there's not a guitar on, on stage no, the entire time. Not anymore. Three hours. But no. now, lately, you're right. It has been coming back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like that Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, yeah. Yeah, those guys, what they guitar. did, they yeah. did. They have a new thing. They did yeah, Sonic, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic, whatever. Yeah. They he had guitars up there. Too. Yeah, everybody yeah. was having a guitar. So there you go. Congratulations, also, everybody. Also, I think go part ahead, of it Alex. could be, too, that it's just... Nowadays, I mean, with with so few rock and roll bands, who are the rock stars? You know what I mean? I mean, at some point, you got to be like, well, Eminem's kind of a rock star. Exactly. I mean, what, in Those my aren't day, today's rock stars. Yeah, he yeah. was the guy who, you know, mm-hmm. he was the rock star of that time. Exactly. So. You're right. I agree with you, Alex. So there you go. Congratulations, everybody. I don't know. Judas Priest, I had heard, but did they? I guess they were on the list, but didn't make it? No, they got a, uh, J- a Judas Priest and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis will join the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the Musical Excellence Award. Oh. Harry Belafonte and Elizabeth Cotton will be honored with Early Influence and Alan Grubman for Lifetime Achievement. Okay, got it. So wait, Judas... All right, so what does that mean? Judas Priest is in or not? I mean, Judas Priest is another one. I Let him in. They got to already be in. Okay. I think this is just like a, you know, further yeah. honors. Okay, well, that's exciting. Exciting. We can. I mean, how much more can we talk about this? Let's get to the news. Break huge news in the comedy world, Ooh. and we're in the comedy world, Alex. Mm-hmm. You and I. We're the sixth funniest podcast in the world, mm-hmm. according to Pop Sugar. So that immediately puts us in the comedy world. Yes, funniest podcast. That's mm-hmm. what we were voted. Listen, I can't. Uh, it's, it was out of my hands. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't even know I made the list until David Spade had had. Um, put it on his. You pulled a Dolly Parton. Yes, I did. You said I there said, are no, thank you. I do not want to be a part of this list, and they insisted upon it. Mm-hmm. You are so funny. We, funny. we must insist upon mm-hmm. you being on this list number yeah. six. And I said thank you very much. Uh, so we're in the comedy world. Uh, last night, mm-hmm. this will be airing on Thursday, so it was actually Tuesday night here in Hollywood, California. There's a thing going on called the Netflix is a joke comedy festival. It's a huge festival here in Los Angeles. Included in that festival is every single comedian who's ever walked the face of the earth except Alex Kahn and Chris Frangiola. Yep. We're the only two people not involved in the Netflix is a joke comedy festival. I've never been in, in, in um I've never been included in any comedy festival except mm. for the uh, the San one Louis the Obispo. San Luis Obispo. <laughs> the slow that's what they call it, the slow comedy festival. And um, it should, that's what they should call it, because all the comedians who are involved in it are mm, slow. Are slow. Yeah. Um, it's It was the worst three days of my life. So that's the <laughs> one they did say, I did Aren't say you yes the big to. headliner? I thought I would be. Yeah. And that's why I went up there in, in hopes that they were going to, you know, kiss the ground that I walked on and say, we're so happy to have you, because everyone else was basically an open micer. But they didn't. No. I was just lumped in with everybody else. And for that reason, I was angry. Mm-hmm. And... So, but now I shouldn't talk about this because I was on Juicy Scoop. Let me just give you a little backstory and then we'll get to the big headline of the day. 
I was on Juicy Scoop this week, a good one. You know, we always have fun, Heather and myself. But Juicy Scoop is a bit of a different crowd sometimes. I know many of you have come over to cover to cover from Juicy Scoop, and we love it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And most of you guys are in on the joke. Uh, what you're in on the joke on Juicy Scoop, and you're in on the joke on Uncover to Cover. We're having some fun. It's a co- we do this. I'm going to go ahead and 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 say it is a 100% comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. We didn't necessarily used to be in the beginning. We would we would try and tackle some some heavy subject matter early on, but we've decided to not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I think we're better for it. <laughs> I know because this just what are we going to be doing? What what what? What are the funniest podcasts? Six funniest podcasts in the world. There's no reason for us to try and tackle this abortion issue that is currently all over the news. And I have my thoughts on it, but I won't. I'm not going to bore you people with it. Mm-hmm. You know what's you know my thoughts. Yeah. Anyway, Supreme Court nom- or decisions are never like good comedy topics. <laughs> no, you know, it's not, it's not good fodder for comedy. Yeah. So I won't even touch upon it. I will touch upon it in my personal life. If you guys come and see me live at some of the places I'll be playing Alaska this weekend, mm-hmm. you ask me afterwards, and I will be happy to expound upon my feelings mm-hmm. uh, on these on the latest Roe versus Wade nonsense, craziness, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, but for the most part, we're going to stick to things on this podcast as we're about to get into. Yeah. I just, just to give you a couple of, a little pre- a little teaser. A little teaser. Maybe yeah. you're thinking we should just check out now. Yeah. Oh, should we you got not? Br- we got a brand new Catster magazine. Mm-hmm. Got a brand new Good Housekeeping. Got a brand new Vermont Country Store. Every one of them chock full of fun We got stuff. a list. We got, t- Alex, we got two lists. Two lists. Today. Two lists. Two lists. Two lists. And a juicy headline. And a juicy headline. Yeah. But first, I would like to say that, like I said, I was on Juicy Scoop, and now Juicy Scoop, it's always, it, I love doing it. It, it has fed me the audience that I have on this podcast. I'm not an idiot. I know the only reason we have this large audience on this podcast is because of Juicy Scoop. I love doing it. The people come to my shows. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love Heather. I love the format. I love talking pop culture. I love everything about it. But there are some people who listen to Juicy Scoop who just don't get this podcast what we're doing exactly and i understand that too well we're not for everybody and some people will come over here and they're like oh i don't and somebody wrote a big on the juicy scoop facebook page somebody wrote chris frangel is the greatest guest ever we love him and then a bunch of people writing comments underneath about Mm -hmm. yes i agree Mm -hmm. but then some woman writes i let me tell you something about comedy and and the way it works he complains too much in the beginning of his podcast about how he doesn't have a fan base and he doesn't have this and he doesn't have that. And that's not comedy. That is self-deprecation and it makes me, I don't like it. And Heather, talk to him and tell him not to be so self-deprecating. That's what this woman says. Wow. Heather McDonald, sit Chris down and tell him now. And then I get a lot of people saying that to me in the Juicy Scoop world. They're mm-hmm. saying you're too hard on yourself. Now, people... It's it's a it. Can I just say this? There are certain tools you use in comedy mm-hmm. that are just tried and true. They work. One of those the, tools is self-deprecation. The biggest, yeah, maybe one of the those biggest tools. It's maybe the biggest of the comedy Literally. tools is self-deprecation. It has been the backbone of Late Night with David Letterman, mm-hmm. Howard Stern. All my comedy idols have used self-deprecation mm-hmm. as the tool that basically they've built their empire mm-hmm. upon. And I'm and I'm 
one of those as well. I like to be self-deprecating because it's it make it's fun for me. I enjoy watching comedians who are self-deprecating. What do you want me to stand up there and say? How amazing I am? I mean, we 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 are what we are. Yeah. Listen, the joke. The, the, it's not a joke. If it, if it was. If I was being self-deprecating and falsely self-deprecating where I'm playing arenas, which mm-hmm. is, I agree, there are some people who are like that. I'll give you an example. Mark Marin, who I believe- I Sad like Mark. about everything. I actually like Mark, and I think Mark's very funny, and yeah. he's a good guy. But Mark Marin is a huge Massively success. Massively successful. Massively successful. And I think he stopped doing it now, but there was a while where mm-hmm. he, everybody knew how successful Marin was, and he was still doing the woes, me, I yeah. can't get a break. And I'm like, you, seriously, Mark, I don't think you could be doing that anymore. You, mm-hmm. You're one of the biggest comedians in the world. You're good. Now, if I was doing that- Barack Obama did your podcast. Yeah, Why don't you go ahead and calm exactly. down? Exactly, yeah. He's doing fine. <laughs> I mean- Now, if I was doing that, I can understand the people being upset that I'm being self falsely self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm literally playing bowling alleys, and that is not a joke. Mm-hmm. I do it. I didn't have to play the bowling alley. I did it for fun, but there were, you know, 35 people in a bowling alley. So you understand how I, it's, I, it lends itself to self-deprecation when you do things like that. If I was playing sold-out theaters around the country, I probably wouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. shtick. But I'm just having fun with it. I'm not really upset. Yeah. I mean, there were people yesterday writing in the comments of Juicy Scoop. Chris seems upset today. And, I, and someone wrote like, I'm worried about him. I'm like, oh my God. Like, this isn't, I mean, I hate to, you know, roll back the curtain on all this stuff. But, and I know I'm talking to many of you guys who get the joke. So you're like, we got it. You know, we yeah. understand. We, we understand comedy. Um, I am perfectly happy in life. This what I do on this podcast is not necessarily my life. You guys understand that. When I shut the gate in my yard, Alex came back here today because mm-hmm. we sh- we do this tape this in my backyard, and uh, and I was just pruning my 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 bushes. That's what I do. That's where my joy comes from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm perfectly happy. You guys don't have to worry. When I go on Juicy Scoop and say that I'm upset that Justin Martindale is more powerful than me, it. Justin and I have friends. Yeah. Where it's he's in on the joke. It's all fine, everybody. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and relax. Okay. And Justin's about five years from making all the same self-deprecating. Exactly. I'm yeah. playing coots. We're, we're all doing you know? it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the joke. The business. Yeah. So let's get to the uh the big story of the day. Okay. Dave Chappelle uh is a part of this Netflix is a joke mm-hmm. comedy festival that I that I just mentioned. I would even say the biggest part. Sure. He's Hollywood Bowl. I mean maybe Four Gab- nights? Gabriel and Glacius is also doing Dodger Stadium. It's a whole thing yeah, event. Yeah. All right, but whatever. Um and uh and and Dave Chappelle is playing um Hollywood Bowl doing four nights, whatever. It's called Dave Chappelle and Friends. He's bringing a bunch of comedians up with him. He's got bands. It's a mm-hmm. whole event. I've talked to people who've gone, they say it's a great time. Yes. A lot of fun and uh good. I love it. Congratulations to Dave and everybody involved. Now, last night, I guess somebody jumped up on stage and attacked Chappelle. Now, I watched a little bit of the TMZ video. There's some grainy video, mm-hmm. you know, people shot of it. And I saw it. And listen, it's this. This is nothing scarier than that kind of shit, especially if you're Dave Chappelle and you're, and you're at the level where, I mean, I think the... I'm not exactly sure of the uh, of the the capacity of the Hollywood Bowl, but I'm going to guess twenty thousand. So right there, you're just like, I don't know who's a lunatic in this crowd. No, and it's it's always something I thought about when I uh, when I go to concerts and stuff. I'm like, you can easily shoot any of these people, you know. Like it's, 
mm-hmm. I, I know now there are there are a better way. They, they they usually in some cases you go through a metal detector and stuff, but not but really, not much always. Anymore. Yeah, no. So I mean, you can go into a house of blues without even yeah, getting patted down. I know. You know. You so can, anyway, here goes Dave Chappelle's up there. Now I'm I'm going to speak from experience. These things have happened to me in the past. It just happened to me. We talked about it on this podcast, and maybe mm-hmm. some of you were there. I was opening for Fortune Feimster um, in, uh, where was I? I was in uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yes. Yeah. And uh, and a woman basically tried to get up on stage. Mm-hmm. She started throwing the speakers off the stage. She was screaming in my face to stop talking. Now, I'll say this about this woman. It, I, I never felt threatened because I don't even think she knew where she was. Mm-hmm. She was on something or, dr- or drugs or drinking, or whatever the case may be. And, and I'll say this about this woman, and, and it upsets me a little bit. Here's the thing. That now, this has been two, three weeks since this all happened, the thing with Fortune and I. And I actually happened before the Chris Rock Will Smith thing, kind of right before that. So I just want to say that I was the first one who was attacked on stage. And but now everyone else knows I'm talking about whatever. I'm just saying that I was, you know, a pioneer. Mm. And it's happened before, too, in other places. But this woman tried to get on stage. And I. the interesting thing is, I think she was drunk, whatever the case may be. But now she sobered up. And she had friends with her. I happened to talk to people after the show who told me there were people with her. And I'm a little bit... Um, uh, here's what upsets me about this. I don't care about this woman. I don't even know who this woman is, but it upsets me that I'm not hard to find. Mm-hmm. And this woman has now sobered up and I feel like she should have reached out mm-hmm. and said, Hey, hey, on Instagram, on Facebook, I'm not, I'm not hard to find Twitter. You could find mm-hmm. me if you want to send me a DM of any kind. Comment on a podcast. Yeah. You could have said, Hey, listen, I had too many, too much to drink the other night at this show. My apologies. I feel terrible for what I did. I feel like that could that was a de- that would be the decent thing to do. Mm-hmm. Reach out. We all have had too much to drink. She acted like a complete lunatic, but some people react to alcohol different than others. Yeah, but it would have been nice to get a. I apologize because mm-hmm. honestly, is it scary? It was not scary necessarily for me because I was up on a stage and I could tell she wasn't going to be able to get up that high. Yeah, and but she was throwing the speakers on the ground. There were were however people in the audience at this show. And I, they actually reached out to me who tried to stop this woman. And for them, it was scary because she was swinging at them. Mm. She was kicking and the security came and tried to stop her and she was punching them. So for the, those people, it was scary. Like the people in the front row were like, I don't know if this woman has a fucking weapon or whatever. So I think this woman should apologize, should have went on, I don't know, Fortune's Facebook page and apologized to everybody. Mm-hmm. Fucking lunatic. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. So now here comes this person who attacks Dave Chappelle. Now here's in Chappelle. That's got to be fucking. He doesn't know. He doesn't. You know, Chappelle's already controversial figure as it is. He's got many people who are enemies of him for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You uh, name the list of people who are mad at him for specials and whatever. Yeah. So there's probably a bit of a hit list out there. And if Chappelle reads comments, I'm sure he doesn't or does. I don't know. He probably gets hate all the time from all different groups and whatever. And they're, I'm going to kill you and I'll fucking kill, you know, because well, I love when people say, oh, I got death threats after this. We all get death threats. It's yeah. just everybody. They gets go to death- the spam <laughs> box. Yeah. Right. Everybody what do you you don't even threats. read them. Yeah. 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 No, nobody's real. So 
But I would imagine Chappelle, so now you see this guy, if you watch this grainy video, the guy gets up on the fucking stage and runs at Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Did he tackle, I, I keep reading tackled, it, he didn't, I mean, Dave Chappelle didn't fall down, at least from what I saw. Mm -hmm. He hit him and then bounced Shoved off him. him, but it's still, Dave Chappelle doesn't know what this fucking guy has in his hand. So that's scary enough. Chappelle's a pretty big guy. I mean, he's a six footer and two two hundred and something pounds. So there's that. Um, but still, secondly, and now I you could see this guy. I, he looks homeless, and I I read this morning that he was homeless. They said his address was a homeless place or whatever. And I'm not joking when I say this. This is not a joke. I just don't know honestly how a homeless person. First of all, got a ticket to get into the Hollywood Bowl. And I'm not kidding when I say no. that because I think the tickets were $150 at the cheapest seat. Mm -hmm. And his guy was front row. Yeah. And I've been to the Hollywood Bowl a million times. It's difficult to get down to the front portion. It's it's uh, boxes that you can picnic in and, and watch. You know, it's, it's normally a place for like, it, at least when it began, it was a place to sit and watch orchestras play. Mm -hmm. and it's really, it's gorgeous. The Hollywood Bowl is gorgeous. And a great place to see a concert. So this guy had gotten into the point where he was that close and was able to somehow... Now, you guys have all been to concerts, especially a place as big as the Hollywood Bowl with an, with an act as big as Chappelle. There is some sort of room between the front row yeah. and a, a pit, you would call Normally it, Normally a gate. A gate, <laughs> or, yeah, some sort of A few wall. really big guys. Yeah, exactly. Normally. I, that's what I would think. But I don't know. The guy wound up getting somehow on, the, on stage, the stage, which is shocking. We used to see it back in the old days, back before, I don't know, I, we always go back to 9-11. Back before 9-11, I guess, people would run up on the stage, jump on baseball fields all the time. Mm -hmm. There used to be a girl in the 70s, if you were a baseball fan, called the Kissing Bandit. She was this woman with real big breasts, and she would go to every stadium in the country and run on this, the field and try and kiss them, you know, the most popular player. Players. And we almost thought it was fun. Yeah. We were like, the Kissing Bandit came yeah. out. But it fucking, if you think about it now, it's fucking terrifying. I don't know what this Kissing Bandit... Sounds all right to me, you know. I mean, but... she'd have a screwdriver. In her hand. Yeah, that was she Back could. in the days where there were no metal mm -hmm. detectors or anything. Yeah. So it was. It's all kind of terrifying. So anyway, this guy jumps up on stage with Chappelle, and tries to attack him. And then security comes and kind of whisks him off, but very, much too late. Yeah. And I believe in the case of the woman that came tried to get me in in in. Uh, it was in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, that's where I was. Madison, Wisconsin. Nothing against the city of Madison, gorgeous little town, but you know they got one lunatic there who can't go to live shows anymore. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that was the situation on it. It's. And then, and then now I'm hearing, okay, here's a couple of things that I'm hearing now about this whole Chappelle situation. Rock was there. Chris Rock was there because mm -hmm. he, he does Chappelle and Friends. So it was a bunch of Chris Rock immediately made a joke. Was that Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, good joke. Ha ha ha. Everybody laughed. Mm. And then I guess the, immediately Dave Chappelle said that was a trans person because he's had issues with trans. Mm -hmm. And that was his immediate joke afterwards. That was a trans person. To get a laugh. That, yeah. You know, he's playing in front of 20,000 people. He's a live performer. I get the joke. Mm -hmm. I get what... It, so now everybody's up on arms. Of course. Oh, I'm sorry. A psychopath has got to be a trans person? No, the people who've given me death threats in the past right, just right. so happen to so kind of be... Who knows? Anyway, now the trans... Everyone's up in arms that mm. he said that joke. <clears throat> I, I get... Un I, I understand their point of view. But I also want to say this, and this goes back to what I was talking about earlier when it's self-deprecation. Yeah. Thing. 
I guess there's a world where all of you guys who make comments and, and write things, these things you write about me, a juicy scoop and stuff like that. I guess you guys are a hundred percent accurate and correct Mm -hmm. in everything you say at all times. It must be an amazing world to live in. Mm -hmm. It must be amazing to be perfect at all times. I, I've never strived to be, I never, never uh, thought I was, but it seemingly that I never wanted to be. I, seemingly, it seem fun. seemingly, you guys seem to never say the wrong thing at the wrong time, especially when you're just. In most cases, I know Heather might include. She gets a lot of shit for things she says, and I do. And Dave Chappelle, a lot of times in comedy or in any type of artistic endeavor, there is some sort of riffing or improvisation mm-hmm. that goes into it. And when you're doing that sort of thing, especially after you've been attacked on stage, yeah, after maybe an you're adrenaline not gonna, dump. Yeah, maybe yeah. you're not going to say the best thing in the world mm-hmm. immediately after. And I just, I, 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 I I'm not going to be the person who goes into this whole, um, uh, you know, cancel culture bullshit because I now it's become such a political fucking tool that you know the idiots like. Caitlyn Jenner are using it to get a job on on Fox News, and that's not a kid. I'm really no, that's yeah. his platform is yeah. to get a job as a per- yeah because the guy just needs to work, mm-hmm. and he's using this cancel culture is killing the fucking country, and he's suggesting go to Fox News. I'm like, oh, cut the shit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in the end, and this is there is no cancel cult. There is, but there isn't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, and the people who have been com- literally canceled deserve to be like if you're Kevin Spacey and you're, you know, being, having sexual weirdness with, with underage, you know, boys, whatever it was, I don't fucking know, but, or, you know, you, mm-hmm. you didn't get canceled. Yeah. The, the, the right thing happened to you. Mm-hmm. In the case of the comedians who we're talking about, you, we all know the ones, I don't want to even mention their names. You know, they're all back. They're, it's maybe they had more a, money than ever. Maybe they had a hiccup in their career for a year and a half. God forbid. But they're all back. I see every single one of them has just announced a major tour. Mm-hmm. So they're all good. Yeah, everybody's fine. But and Dave Chappelle will be fine, and everybody will be fine. So there really is—is is there a cancel culture? Yeah, if you were a complete fucking asshole and sexually yeah, if you're Harvey molesting Weinstein. people, there are yeah. yes, there are there are there are. That's not cancel culture. That's the ch- chickens coming home to roost. I still don't know what that means. Honestly, it should say. be the criminal justice system. Like <laughs> that too. Cops should have canceled right. these mm-hmm. people, not culture. You know. Anyway, so there you go. It's 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 interesting. I do get it, but. Uh, so that's the situation on Dave Chappelle. I don't, you know, the guy got attacked on stage. And it's also funny to me that comedians, and myself included, uh, we're the first to um, make fun of or attack anybody who is overreacting to anything. And I, and I, mm-hmm. many people overreact to many things, and I find it to be hilarious and shocking and stupid. But comedians, we love to say we... We are just as bad, if not worse, mm-hmm. than anybody. Yeah. Because every comedian I'm seeing this morning, you, you, this is getting to out of hand with this the attacking safety. on stage. We can't. First of all, let me just say the Chris Rock thing, and uh, with Will Smith at the Oscars, it can't even really be included because it was too famous. Pe- it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, listen, I guess in a way it was an attack like any other, but it was too famous people in the Oscars. Was it going to be? 
Was was Chris Rock going to be stabbed in the throat? No, no, because I don't think that was going to happen. Yeah, did Will Smith have but, a knife gun? Yeah, <laughs> this, that's what they said. This guy, yeah, had. the front. That's the other thing. First of all, now I, I saw pictures of the guy. So mm. Obviously, the security wound up beating the shit out of him because he had big fucking welts on his face and stuff. Mm-hmm. He does look homeless, and then they're saying he is homeless. And I'm like, like I was going back to what I was saying earlier. How he got into the, the Hollywood Bowls, first mm-hmm. of all, is strange. Secondly, how he got up to the front row. I mean, he must have had some sort of $500 ticket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he got it. Who knows how he got in? I know this Netflix is a joke. Comedy Festival was giving out some free tickets uh, at one point. I'm not sure if that was one of the shows they were giving out free tickets to, but still, maybe he got in that way. Um, and then they said he did have some sort of weapon. I read a bunch of different things. First, I read mm-hmm. it was a gun. Yes. Then I read it was a knife. Then I read, this is not a joke. Then I read it was a knife shooting gun. Mm-hmm. A gun that shoots knives. I'm like, yeah. what, what is this? Fucking, what did it, who, got, who attacked him? James Bond? <sighs> like, I never even heard of a knife shooting gun. No. But that's what he said he had. He's a knife shooting gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this is who knows what's going on. But the bottom line is, it's a scary thing to happen to anybody. I don't give a shit if you're performing at the Hollywood Bowl or walking down the street. Having someone run at you is terrifying. I, w- I just watched that clip. The guy hit him going pretty fast. Yeah, going yeah. pretty fast. I don't yeah. know if he knocked him over. The other interesting thing about this that's fun, one of the things that's kind of like feels very old school about this whole thing is because Chappelle locks up phones at all of his shows, Yeah, there's not a lot out there. Oh, right, I right, mean, right. Oh, you mean, okay, people can't. At a no, in this day video. and age, there yeah. should be a million of those I'm videos. sure the Hollywood Bowl has video, too. You'll probably yeah. see more coming. I think he was actually taping a special, too. Mm. So I'd heard that there was a taping going on, yeah, yeah. and I don't. And so maybe there's something yeah. about that. Anyway, there you go. I mean, it's just wildness. But it is funny that comedians are all like, this is a terrible thing. That's all comedians being attacked. I mean, a million comedians before me. I literally, and I'm, <sighs> I'm going to back, gonna go back to my shows in Michigan that I just uh-huh. had. I'm in bowling alleys. I'm in, and I'm amongst the people. I'm walk. I, I don't, I'm not up, even up on a stage in some venues I play. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. Yeah. You know, I don't, nobody's gonna kill me mm-hmm. maybe not i don't know i'm in alaska this weekend we'll see if anyone tries to kill me there yeah. at coots oh raycons i take them everywhere i go especially on my travels and that's the best part running through the airports shaking dancing they don't fall out go ahead try try to get them to fall out everyday earbuds look feel and sound better than ever there's also the awareness mode which i love for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take raycons with you wherever you go like the airport with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit they are so comfortable they will not budge i i swear by these raycons I, then the sound is great raycons offer eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life they are priced just right you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands it's no wonder raycons everyday earbuds have over now listen to this alex 48,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. This podcast has Mm 4,000 five-star and a lot of one-star. People hate us, Uh, but they don't hate Raycon. Everyone loves Raycon. Right now, listeners can get 15% off their Raycons by order buyraycon.com slash cover to cover. That's buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, dot com slash cover to cover cover to save 15% on Raycons. Buy Raycon.com slash cover to 
cover. I love my Raycons. Anyway, and then of course we had the uh, you know, the Met Ball, Met Gala, Met Gala. We, we 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 covered this extensively on Patreon yesterday, but the Met Gala, um, wild, you know, just wild stuff. I I was listening to some people who were playing some tape of um, uh, Karamo. He's a uh, he's one of the uh, on the on the latest Netflix um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Okay, he Karamo was one of the guys. I, he's been around forever. He was on MTV for many years. He's I think he's have his own. He's gonna have his own afternoon talk show. Ooh. Karamo. That how you pronounce his name? Karamo. Anyway, I'm sure he's kind of. I like the guy. I watch Queer Eye on on Netflix. I kind of enjoy it. But he was doing some sort of red carpet coverage of the Met Ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Howard Stern was playing the clips from it. It was bonkers. I mean, he was losing his fucking mind. Like what? Screaming about the, the outfits, you know, like just excitement, excitement. Oh. Like just like he couldn't believe. I guess what happened, I guess the thing is they unfurl, they get to a certain point of the red carpet, whoever they are. Let's say it's uh Blake Lively. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then they stop and there's a second portion of the outfit. So you, so if you're a person who's into this type of thing, like Karamo seems to be, mm-hmm. he was going, he was losing his mind. Yeah. Okay. And so now I'm, I'm guessing this Blake Lively comes and she gets to the one point. You're already like, oh my God, it's a gorgeous outfit. And she stops and goes, Gee, basically just wait, here's more. And they unveil a big, you know, train or something. And then mm-hmm. he just, at the unveiling, he was... Losing his mind. I thought he was going to have a stroke. It, it, that's how crazy he was going over the Met Ball fashions. Some good stuff there. I love that. Listen, I'm glad people have a passion for things. Mm-hmm. Even this guy who attacked Dave Chappelle. In a way, he has a passion. So he's passionate. He, his hatred for Chappelle or whatever, whatever is going on in his lunatic's mind is so good is so strong that he needs to you know mm-hmm. i don't have a bash i'm not going to attack anybody on stage i feel like that's a Mm-mm. climbing up running it's a lot of energy and i love the met ball gala i looked at the pictures everybody looked nice mm-hmm. i don't even know what it is i i've said this a million times i don't know what the met gala is and i know you guys will correct me and tell me what it is and i got it thank you it's a fun thing when i get a lot of those too I have a woman who insists upon correcting everything I say on this podcast, and then she writes me on Facebook, and I'm, I'm she's about to be completely blocked, mm-hmm. and she does she is a ten dollar Patreon person, and that is nice of her, but I might just have to just mm-hmm. get rid her rid myself of her ten dollars because she'll constantly correct, and then she'll write me on Facebook and say, "Admit that I'm right, <laughs> admit that I'm right." Like, and I, I looked back on on the things she's written me, and ten different times she's written me and say, "You need to admit that I'm right." Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't I know don't who the fuck you are. To do you anything, know, like, yeah. I don't need to do it. Like, I, I don't. You, you, you're mm-hmm. a crazy person. Yeah. Like, and it, these are the type of people I just need to just go delete, done. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, because I listen. This is all us. We, Alex and myself, we produce this thing, and it's all our show. Mm-hmm. And the same with Heather, and that's why we do podcasts, so we can be the ones in charge of everything. Yeah. And I'm I'm not run by a network. I'm not run by NBC or CBS. <laughs> Honestly, so I, such a good point. Yeah. If I got away from, you know. So if uh, if all I want as, my, as the people who listen to this podcast are people who just love and praise the things we do, 
so be it. That's what I want. Why mm. wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. I get enough shit every day in life. Mm-hmm. Like I just checking into hotels or going through security at the airport is is a is a struggle enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need more of it on Facebook. So I don't give a fuck if you give me ten dollars a month or you don't give me. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Gone, done. I'll live. I'm doing fine financially. Your hundred dollars a year isn't going to make or break me. Mm-hmm. You don't have doesn't give you the right to write me and go. Admit I'm correct. Admit I'm more or less. You know? So I watched the girl to show you how all of this it's just a lot. The Mm. world is a lot. The world is a lot. Yeah, you guys know. Whether it be just Roe versus Wade, the latest of the shit show that's going on in the world these days. Whether you're on the right side or the wrong side, either side of it, it's a fucking mess. So that right there. So I'm getting on a plane in Michigan and coming back. And it's just a lot getting on a plane. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll say this. I do get on the plane first because I pay a couple extra bucks. I don't necessarily sit in first class, but I get whatever business class, comfort plus, whatever the case may be. It's a few extra dollars, gets me on the plane early, and my seat's a quarter of an inch bigger than the losers in the Mm -hmm. back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've been the loser in the back, and I still am in certain cases. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, but if you're group five or group six or seven, depending upon the airline you fly, some some people go as high as group seven. They get in there. American or United, they have like a group seven, mm-hmm. which is like, what? Group seven? Like, how did you get in that? And you might as well just check your bag. If you're well, in that's seven, what just check your fucking bag. So here comes group seven. And mm-hmm. they there's no more bag space left. No. And here comes this girl who, look, she's 21. Mm-hmm. And she looks real frazzled. Whatever has happened to her before she got on that plane. And we all know it's a lot. Before you even get to the point where you're sweating and carting your shit on the plane, you've already been through the drive to the airport. You probably fought with your significant other mm-hmm. about the traffic on the way to the airport. You're probably late getting there. Parking. Blah, blah, blah. The, forget about Shuttle. it. The millions of things that, yeah. have, that have already beaten you down. Now you're group seven and you're, and you hear you come with your bag and there's nothing. So she's right above me and she starts to try and stuff a pretty giant bag into a little area that's just not going to go. It ain't going to work. It's not going to work. And she's pushing and stuffing and huffing and puffing. And she's just so stressed that this girl just wants to die. I could see it in her face. Mm-hmm. And I, we all know, I've been there. I know it. Long travel day. It's a long travel. I know what she's going through. But I'm not going to say anything. I just sit, I don't want any problems. Yeah. And she finally just turns around and goes, can somebody help me, please? So I stand up and another guy stands up to both of us who see it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And we And the guy, I don't. Fortunately, I didn't have to say it, but the other guy says, he goes, honey, this is not, you're not going to, that's not going to fit. It ain't going to work. You got to, you got to have to check the bag. So she just takes her bag down, puts it in the aisle and goes and sits in her seat and just leaves the bag in the center of the nice. aisle of the plane. She figured it out, right? <laughs> she sits that's, down. That's one solution. And now the entire, you know, 10 rows that can see what happened goes, what? What? You can't just leave can't. it there. She goes, yeah, I'm leaving it there. I'm done. Let somebody else. I'll take it to your fucking isn't there people? Lady. Isn't there people who work yeah. on the airport? You, you do it. You it. do it. They're not doing it. So the flight attendant comes over and she's like, what's this? And he goes, it's mine. I don't want to. I'm, I'm done dealing with the shit of the world. 
And this woman doesn't have to deal with the Mm-mm. Facebook page. No. I'm sure in her life, she doesn't get people say, admit that I am right. She didn't get attacked on stage yeah, lately. exactly. She mm-hmm. didn't have a person sp- pulling speakers off yeah. in Wisconsin. But this was enough for her. So every now and again, when I'm self-deprecating or I snap or whatever, I have every goddamn right to. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. You know? So that's my situation. Anyway, they did pick up the bag and they did find a place for it. Way in the back. So way that means, here's the other thing. Now she's got to wait for every single person Everyone to get off to the, plane the plane before she goes nice. back to row 75 mm-hmm. and gets her back. So she was in for, I, I was, I got off the plane at that point. I didn't want to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, enough complaining about that. Um, we do have some fun stuff to talk about, yeah. Alex. And enough complaining. I know. Maybe that woman's right and Juicy's good. Maybe I do complain too much. But here we go. Enough. We got some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, that is so this podcast. First of all, Tropicana. You know the people over at Tropicana. Mm-hmm. They make a they make an orange juice. Yeah, and it's a good one. Makes a far, couple orange juices. As far as orange juices go, now let me just say this about myself: not an orange juice fan at all. Okay, don't even like if I never had a glass of orange juice again as long. I don't think I've had a glass of orange juice in fifteen years. Okay, and I probably wouldn't ever again. Don't necessarily like it. Always found it to be overpriced. You ever go to like a diner and like, can I have a glass of orange juice? They give you a little thimble of orange juice. Mm-hmm. Seven fifty. Yeah. What? Seven fifty. Fresh. I like. Is there is there no. a shortage of oranges in this country that I didn't know about? I feel like lately there's been a shortage of, and maybe I'm maybe there is. I don't even know. I feel like every diner or every eating establishment, just diners, mm-hmm. everyone. I feel like there's a. Remember they used to, and maybe it's a COVID thing. I don't know. But just give, let's, I'm going to go ahead and risk dying of COVID for the, for the bottle of ketchup. Go ahead and give me the whole thing. Yeah. I don't, if you're going to put the little, we used to call monkey dishes, uh, uh, what do you, what would you call like the little, a little dish, you know, like a ramekin. Like a ramekin. Ramekin. Yeah. 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 Um, the ramekin full of ketchup. And then Mm -hmm. it's, it's not even, not half full. Yeah. So it's not even enough ketchup to even do, I don't know, five fries. Yeah. And yeah. God forbid you ask for more. It's don't even bother because you're not going to get it. The person never comes back. Another thing I'd like to say to every, sorry, everybody, maybe this might be. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. I think this person's right about me being a real (laughs) asshole. Um, I'm going to say this to everyone in the service industry. I've watched it too many times. It's happened to me too many times and I have to stop it. As a person who's been in the service industry, I have to stop it. And if any of you are in the service industry, or maybe you can go out and protest this. When you're done protesting some of the other issues that are going on in the world, atrocity. let's do this one. Yeah. When you drop the stuff off, say you're a waiter, waitress, bartender, whatever case may be, food runner, whatever case may be, you drop the stuff off at the table. Here you go. Here's your pancakes. Let's mm-hmm. assume, you, Alex, Alex, you get, uh, Alex, you're getting a cheeseburger. Yeah. Here's your cheeseburger, okay? This is it. Okay, here's what you say. Anything else you guys need while I'm here? Yeah. That's it. And then you most for the most part people go, No, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Then you walk away. If you drop it and just walk away, now we got a problem. Because you're never gonna come back. It, please. It's a real simple thing. And if you're training, if you run a restaurant, if you're if you're training the people, is there anything else I can get you guys while I'm here? I just I put your food down. Because a lot of times people I would actually like a little mm-hmm. but but just is that too hard? Yeah. Is that too much to ask? I don't. 
Like, give this guy who attacked Dave Chappelle the job. He seems overzealous. He seems like he wants to mm-hmm. get shit done. He'll get you your two ranches. <laughs> and he'll shoot a knife at you with his knife shooting gun. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I, it, nothing infuriates me more. I feel like this girl who left her bag in the middle of the aisle right now. That's how furious I am. Okay, Tropic, back to Tropicana. Tropicana. So, I'm, I'm not an orange juice fan. Just don't like it. But Tropicana is now, they come, they've come out, at Alex, with a cereal. Are you ready for this? Uh, okay. Cereal. It's called Tropicana Crunch. Is an almond and honey cereal designed to be eaten with orange juice. Okay, you freaks. You're out there. You, everybody out there pouring milk on this cereal. Tropicana said enough is enough. Enough is enough with this mm-hmm. milk bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Let's get a cereal. You could just pour orange juice on the cereal and eat that. Mm-hmm. So this is it. Tropicana. Now, I, is this the thing where people... Where there are a bunch of people out there going, I would love. I mean, I've I know there's like a lactose this. intolerance and stuff. Like, okay, let's. I'll read you a little bit about it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 15 million people have already tried this. Tropicana Crunch is an almond and honey uh, cereal designed to be eaten with oranges. A combination has been tried by more than 15 million people in the United States. How they came up with that statistic is beyond me. There are ancient traditions such as the one that indicates that cereal is eaten with milk. It doesn't matter if they're cornflakes, rice, or wheat. The tradition is you have to accompany them with milk. Tropicana says no. The North American manufacturer of fruit drinks challenged that idea with the launch of Tropicana Crunch, an almond and honey cereal, like I said, that's made to be eaten with orange juice. It is not a simple occurrence. The brand says that it's consulted and done the research, and it says 15 million people in the United States pour orange juice on their cereal. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. It says 50, yeah, they believe the combination, 15 million people in the United States have tried this combination. I I, I disagree. Through a press release, they said half of the adults who poured orange juice on their cereal did so because they thought it would taste better than milk. Tropicana Crunch is made with a uh, powdered milk, buttermilk, and honey, and will be launched, oh, this is amazing, everybody. It's launched today. Ooh. Tuesday, Wednesday, May 4th is the launch date of Tropicana Crunch. That's that May the 4th be with you. That's what today yeah. is. We're releasing this tomorrow yeah. on Cinco de Mayo. Um, but it is also my brother's birthday. Happy birthday to my brother, Gene. Um, we call him Eugene, but you guys always go like, his name's Eugene? His name's Eugene. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's uh, the situation. It, so that today is the release day. Of that's, Tropicana Crunch. That's the only way you can make cereal more unhealthy for someone is just pour orange juice on top. You know of what it. it is? It's International Orange Juice Day. Did you oh, know that? I did Fi- not know that. Yeah, Five four twenty two is International Orange Juice Day. There you go. Would you, Alex? Would you eat Tropicana? I mean, crunch? I'll try them. You know, I'll try anything, but uh, it sounds. I mean, it doesn't sound bad. It just sounds. It doesn't sound bad. It sounds, but it sounds extremely like a, unhealthy. It sounds like I'm going to feel bad afterwards. It sounds like a dessert or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It also sounds like a great way to sell a whole lot more orange juice. You know, well, that's is the point. Right. Yeah. You know, people at Tropicana aren't stupid. They're going to no. sell it. Okay. Um. Well, let's. You know what? We have so much to cover. Mm-hmm. 
cover to cover. Uh, I don't know which to start with next, but because we talked about ketchup, here goes everyone. Yep. The best found it. I look around for these these things, these rankings, you know, because people seem to love it. People mm-hmm. really get passionate when we rank our different foods. Yeah. And it is fun. I, I don't think there's another podcast doing it. I don't. I know there's guys who do and and ver, and and successfully. I like some of these food podcasts I watch. They do like this against that and this against that. Fun stuff. But we, you know, we rank. You know, best ranch dressings was one of our mm-hmm. first. We did best jar tunas. tomato sauces. Jar tomato. Tuna, thank you, Alex. We did tunas. We did some good ones. Here it is, everybody. Bet, and I know you guys are going to really be passionate about this one. And I am. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of fast food French fries. Oh, stamps.com. Everybody go use stamps.com, please. We need to sell some stamps up in here. Time is money. Don't waste either with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process so you can spend less time at the post office and more time making your customers happy. For more than 20 years, stamps.com has been indispensable for over one million businesses one million so why not make yours one of them you can get discounts and find anywhere you can't get anywhere else like up to 40 percent off usps rates and 76 percent off ups rates whether you're an office sending invoices a side hustle etsy shop or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders stamps.com will make your life easier it makes our life easier we use it over here at cover to cover to send everything and we love it stop overpaying for shipping with stamps.com sign up with Promo code COVER, C-O-V-E-R, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments. That's the best part. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code COVER. Thanks, stamps.com. This is from Taste of Home, the publication Taste of Home. That's where I get these ridiculous things from publications that nine people are reading. And this is from Journalist. Christina Vani. Okay. And uh, this is the quest the top ten best fast food French fries as ranked. Ten to number one. Ten to number one, best fast food French fries. Okay, we've all had them. Mm-hmm. We've all driven through. And I this goes back to what I was saying about it's a tie-in to the lack of ketchup in the world. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a, a ketchup shortage. And it, unless it might you go to my parents' house. Jerry and Jean. Everything is bought at, at by in bulk at Costco. So they never run out of anything. You're like, oh, you're out of ketchup. They're like, the fuck we are. And mm-hmm. then they go to their pantry and there's nine, because bo- they buy everything in nine bo- case. Yeah. So they got nine bottles of ketchup. So if you think there's a ketchup shortage, there might be because it's all in my parents' pantry. <laughs> Number 10, French fries. Mm-hmm. Interesting because some people would say the greatest French fry ever. I don't know where I stand on them. I'm happy with them. Yeah. Number 10 is McDonald's. Wow. Number 10, have you ever ordered a side of McDonald's fries? You thought, why do they taste, uh, why don't they taste like they used to? Uh, in 1990, McDonald's started using vegetable rather than beef for its fries. Since then, devoted customers have been able to tell the difference. Oh, that's interesting. I did not hmm. know that. Um, I know the timing is everything when it comes to fries. Many of us claim the experience is like night and day. If you're lucky enough to get a fresh batch out of the fryer, they're great. But if you don't, you got a problem. You got a problem. Um, 
Some people say I want McDonald's to bring back the original recipe, no more vegetable oil. So there you go, number 10. Number nine. Now, these, some of them might be chains that are not regional? nationwide regional yeah. chains, I think, because there's a few that I've never heard of. And I think this is nationwide, relatively new chain. People seem to love them. Number nine, Five Guys. Five Guys. How do you stand up? Where do you stand on Five Guys? Five Guys has a Cajun fry that will knock your socks off. Wow. Also. I love when Alex has a passion for something. It's very <laughs> rare. But he did it yesterday, if you listen to Patreon, he had a passion for the Met uh, Gala. He yeah. Was, he was very interested in the fashions. I love what the elites are wearing. But he seems to be interested in Five Guys French fry. Five Cajun Guys has fry. a Cajun fry that's good. Also, I don't know if you've been to a Five Guys lately. What they do is they put the medium fry in the bag and then they just pour 150 more fries in the bag really so you get a whole bag of fries well they do that's what this article says they mm. do put an emphasis on their fries over yes. five guys they're big on their fries the first thing you see walking in is piles of potato bags in on mm -hmm. the way in yeah um and you already came out straight from the fryer fries were quite greasy i appreciated the fresh cut uh i respect the change dedication to their fries but i was hoping for them to be crispier so that's why they came in at number nine Fair that's enough. according to this person that's, that's not me fair Okay, that. number eight is a chain that I think I've heard of, but I don't know if I've ever had. Culver's. Are you familiar with the Culver's? Culver's I've seen blue them. logo, I think. I've seen them around. Or maybe, yeah. ooh, I don't know. It's a Wisconsin. Probably, oh, it's, no, it's a I'm Wisconsin, wrong. Here, here you go. A Wisconsin-based fast food joint. Wisconsin, you, these are the bastards who attack me on stage. Mm -hmm. They offer crinkle-cut fry and an option for fry sauce, a tango mayonnaise. Uh, um, she says he's a number eight. She loves him. Uh, while these fries were tasty, there weren't enough. Oh, she just saw, okay. She's going portions as well. Okay. Number well, seven. that's a Culver fry you got yeah, there. Yeah, Classic I, I've, I've seen them okay. out on the road. I haven't had them, but I've seen them around Culver's. Mm -hmm. Number seven is, uh, now I'm going to say this about this number seven, and, and I don't get it. I know the world has gone berserk for them, and they've recently just built a few here in Los Angeles, and so much so that... I know where you're going, and a, I also have a passion for this. Okay, well, hang on. Hang on, Alex. There's an issue. It's so popular mm -hmm. that there's now an issue with the one they just built on Ventura Boulevard okay. that the drive through line is blocking Ventura Boulevard. It's so mm -hmm. busy at all times. The drive through line goes out into the street and it's blocked, so they're trying to figure out a way to, to make this drive through line uh, move faster or stay, get out of Ventura Boulevard. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Number seven, Chick-fil-A. They do a, some of a waffle cut. A waffle now, fry. What is your passion on this one, Alex? No, a waffle you, fry is excellent. Uh, you do know. you like a Chick-fil-A? You know. Do you like the whole thing? Do you mm -hmm. like the chicken sandwich? I got to tell you, I I've like had the, it a few times. But I'll say this. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I did have it. All the times I've had it has been in an airport. And I know I know that's not the best that, way that might not to be judge their, their stuff. Yeah. Because they all, I think those airports, mm -hmm. you never know what's going on in the yeah. back. I think everything runs out of the same kitchen. You know, like mm -hmm. they're all the shit, same shit runs out of the same kitchen in, in airports. The bagels come from, yeah. Exactly. It's I think all, it's all the same place. So I'm not going to judge them. It's like a hospital. Not. Right. Yeah. Anyway, they, this woman, like she says, head to Chick-fil-A if you love waffle fries. She's mm -hmm. saying, if you love a waffle fry, I would it might rank higher. She doesn't necessarily love a waffle fry, so for that reason, mm -hmm. it's number seven. Here we go. Oh, okay, number six. Another place that I don't know if I've ever had. They're everywhere, and a couple of years ago, there were, li there were literally riots in the streets when they decided to uh, no longer have their chicken sandwich, yes, Popeye's. yes. Popeyes, oh, they say they offer Cajun seasoning. Mm -hmm. It's a bold Cajun ooh, seasoning, Popeyes. I'll try it. I really enjoyed the flavor of their flies, but fries, but they are quite different from traditional fries, simply seasoned with salt. The portion size is quite large. She likes that. 
Uh, so there was definitely a bang for your buck. She, so number six, Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're moving on up, everybody. Number five, another place I find a little bit overrated. Okay. Um, Shake Shack. Okay. Shake Shack. Fair enough. I've, I've, you know what? I, there's one in like a park in New York City. I'm not exa- It's not Central Park, but it's like really nice park down by the Flatiron Building. Or some people called, a guy told me one time I was pronouncing it wrong. It's not flat, and it's flatterone. I, I know that's wrong, but he was so, he almost convinced me mm-hmm. that his his stupidness was right. I was like, wait, is it flatterone? No. But it's not. It's flatiron. He, he's an idiot. Um, so anyway, there's a park by the Flatiron Building in New York City that has a Shake Shack in the park. And on a nice spring or summer day, if you get food from that Shake Shack and sit outside in that park... I'll give you that. It might be better than normally Shake Shack is. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting in a dining room in a Shake Shack in the middle of nowhere, I think it might be a little overrated. Yeah. A little overpriced too. Is it I really? Agree. I agree. Shake Shack offers deep cut crinkle fries with a great texture. I like that they are served in a box, not a bag. This helped with the fries to stay neat while traveling, which is important. Mm-hmm. I agree with her on this one. I actually like this gal. I think she's probably 400 pounds the way she seems passionate about it. Yeah. Because she's like, not enough fries for me. I want mm. a lot of fries. I need fries. a bang for my buck. <laughs> you know, like, it's fast What does this fries. gal look like? It's a side dish. Yeah. So anyway, while I'm in... It's a side Oh, I'm wondering if you shake that. There was definitely going to be a shake in my future. Oh, she, she, got, she never got the shake either. I think I've gotten the shake. Uh-huh. Yeah. She says they do offer a cheese sauce, and she likes that. That's why they've, they've ranked number five. Number four. Is this too boring for everybody? No. Now, this, this one I'm riveting. shocked by. Because I honestly didn't even know they had French fries, if I'm thinking about it. But I haven't been there in a while, and I don't hate this place. I was I had a passion for it back in my youth because I dated a girl. Her name was Christine Potter. I don't know. She I've seen her. She she came to a show one time in like South Carolina. Nice lady. We dated in high school. Mm-hmm. Christine Potter, nice person. Still around, I think. I don't know. I see her on Facebook from time to time. She worked at. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, okay. When I was in high school, she worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. We dated. I would pick her up. Shift was over, and she would get. And me and my loser friends would pick her up because we would go, you know, yeah. drive around. Back when he had nowhere to go, he had mm-hmm. no money, nowhere to go. You would just drive around. My friend Frankie drove. Frankie Nolan turned out to be a gay man. Came out years later. Whatever, it's fine. Let Frankie live mm-hmm. his life. Drove a Ford Escort. We all piled into his Ford Escort. Had a CB in there, Alex. Ooh, yeah, really? CB radio. So that was. What really, was his handle? Uh, well, I don't know his handle. I don't give a shit. My handle was Captain America. You're Captain America. I was Captain America for a minute. I did change handles. Yeah, and I became something else. But I don't really. Who knows? Your buddy was. Uh, he was old assless chaps, I believe. <laughs> Old assless chaps coming down the 401. Some people, I remember we used to say assless chaps a lot on Chelsea Laley, and the gay writer Guy Branham used to get mad because he would say all chaps are assless. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to say assless chaps. Yeah, but we want to put emphasis on how crazy you guys are. I get it. I get it. Um, Anyway, uh, so Frankie Nolan drove the Ford Escort. We all piled into the Ford Escort. We'd go pick up Christine Potter from Kentucky for Chicken, and she would come out with all the stuff. You know, they close at 10. They mm-hmm. still got a whole bunch of chicken there. Yeah. It, we got it. Mm-hmm. She, it. The only thing we couldn't get, she was like, they're off limits. You get your, you'll get your chicken. You'll get your, I, coleslaw, I think they monitored. They mm-hmm. did a, they did a, they monitored that too closely. Whereas uh, they would, next day, she'd be, where's all the coleslaw? 
what happened here? Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, I gave it to my... They, so, and then parfait. They have a parfait there. It's a prepackaged... Really? Parfait. Yeah, Alex. I, maybe they don't have any more. I mean, I'm not skeptical. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like skeptical. So anyway, they I believe they got a parfait there that she, we always like, can we get a parfait? She said, absolutely not. Are you Those are closely monitored. Biscuits? She come out with a handful I, of biscuits? Biscuits, things nice. like that, chicken, we got. Christine and Potter, you're a hell of a gal. She was a hell of a gal. Anyway, they have a French fry. I didn't... I guess I knew, but I didn't know. Is this a potato wedge or is this a French fry? Here you go, Alex. I'm reading to you. I was surprised that KFC even offered fries. She's this mm-hmm. woman and I. We seem we're very simpatico. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When I crave a bucket of fried chicken, this gal I'm craving <laughs> crave a, bucket a bucket of fried chicken. Who is this person? Is she one of those fat twins I see on TLC? I want sides like mashed potatoes and biscuits. I would agree with her on this. That being said, the battered and seasoned fries. Oh, they're battered and seasoned. Okay. Mmm, that's interesting. I love the texture that the battered added to the crisp fries. The seasoning is said to be used the same 11 secret herbs and spices as the fried chicken. The secret recipes, uh, KFC menu replacing, oh, they replaced the potato wedges, Alex. Oh, no. I don't like this. I'm sorry, Alex. It says the secret recipe fries are now the new item, and they've replaced the potato wedges. All right. While I wouldn't normally order a side of fries at KFC, the outstanding texture and perfect seasoning make this a strong French fry option. And it comes in at number four. This might be my favorite countdown we've done yet. <laughs> I mean. Now, this is a place that I've heard about a million times. And I've been to this city a million times. And everybody says it's the greatest place in the world to eat. And I still have yet to eat there. Okay. And it's Portillo's. Okay. Chicago? Chicago fucking goes nuts over Portillo's. They say everything about Portillo's is amazing. I've never had it. I've often, there was one across the street from a comedy club out in, uh, there was a, co- a comedy club outside of Chicago. Got it. It was, it was, it was a, a Zanies and it was way outside. Schomburg? No. It wasn't Schomburg. That's the improv. But uh, anyway, they there was one across, and I never was, a, it was a kind of an expressway, like a big freeway, and I didn't want to run across like a um, frogger. So I never sense. went. Chicago Pants Restaurant offers the best crinkle cut fries in the business. Now, I don't know, Del Taco for me is a fantastic crinkle cut fry. I'm going to go ahead and throw them in there. Have Not having had Portillo's, I'm going to go ahead and throw Del Taco in as, as maybe one of the best. We used to. Mm-hmm. The Frangiolas, to go back to the Frangiolas, Alex. We were crinkle-cut people, but we were... You remember the one. I don't know if you did this, Alex, in your family. You used to get an Orita Orita. Ba- an Orita bag. Yep. A plastic bag. You cut that motherfucker open. You, you threw those out on some sort of baking sheet. Mm-hmm. You tossed them into the oven. That was a, your French fry back then. Was, yeah. I don't even think that... Like, French fries weren't as big as they are these days. No. They didn't even come with everything. But you threw your Oritas... On the on a sheet pan, mm-hmm. and then you uh, brought them out, and you know in the French house, we were classy. So we wouldn't put them, then take them from the the hot sheet pan and put them in another uh, in plate. Oh. We would just lay the hot sheet pan right on the kitchen table and let the kids reach onto the hot. You sh- guys line it with foil, crisp them up a little. Alex, you sounds like you guys were really yeah. hoity-toity yeah. over there at the uh, con house. No, we, we know didn't. how to make an Orida pretty well, perfect. Well, here's the thing about the Oritas. <laughs> I remember years later, they came out with a crisp, crispy Orita crispers. They had like mm. a crispy Orita It's called fry. the Crispy Crown. It oh. was a little, they were little tater tot things. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. You're getting two things mixed up here, Alex. They that had was a, my childhood. <laughs> they had the a crispy, crispy French fry. Orita crispers. Okay. Do it cold. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, so... They had a crinkle cut that I that we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Now you're a crinkle cut guy. 
I'll I would, let you finish the list, but I got some recommendations. I'm going to say I'm a crinkle cut guy. Okay. How do you like that? I'm going like to boldly that. say I'm a crinkle cut guy. Soft crinkle cut, crunchy crinkle cut. Crunchy, okay. soft and crunchy. Like, either way. Somewhere, I'm, okay. But I mean, French fries are great. I feel French fries are not on like pizza. It's always kind of good. Mm-hmm. Even when it's bad, it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every one of these that we've counted down so far, I'm good with all of them. Mm-hmm. The ones that I've had, at least. Portillo's I still haven't had. I'm going to have it one day. If Portillo's is one of those places, I know there's this there's this um, thing that you can send Chicago food. It's called Taste of Chicago. Uh, and you can send. Well, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> you fans, who you, you rich mother. you yeah. Some of you bastards have loaded. Mm. I've seen your yards. Send us some Portillo's. Send it here. You know the address. Send us some Portillo's, and we will review it here on the podcast. For full experience, order the delicious fries with a Chicago-style hot dog. Now, as much as I love the city of Chicago, I absolutely love everything about it. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. cities. I don't like this Chicago-style hot dog, and there are many reasons. I don't like the poppy seeds on the bun. Okay. I don't like too much shit on my hot dog because it all just falls off anyway. Yeah. And I, I think there's onions. I don't... I'm not a Chicago-style hot dog person. Sorry, everybody. And I love Chicago. If you're lucky enough to live near Portillo's, this is worth the stop, number three. Now, this one I'm shocked by. Once again, I want to say, and if you guys are bored by this, please, I think it's my favorite I think it's our best episode, done. yeah. And I'm sorry about my earlier thing where I was passionate about uh, Dave Chappelle. I don't really care about any of that stuff. Um, this is my true passion right here, French fries. Number two, a little shocked, and I can't say that I've had them in a long time. Once again, we didn't have in Ronkonkoma until later. They finally put in a McDonald's, still going. Still, still a nice McDonald's as far. Like hmm. even the dining room is a pretty nice dining room as far as McDonald's go. They put that in later. But the one we had up by the Ronkonkoma Art Cinema, which was a porn cinema. This is to show you how long ago. <laughs> show you yeah. how long ago this was. You, you, It was a porn cinema. You would go in. Pay your $7, whatever it was, and you'd watch porn in a theater. With people. With other people. That's to show you how long ago this was. Mm -hmm. The Burger King was next to the Ronkonkoma Art Cinema. Burger King. Oh, yeah. I didn't say that. Right. So that's number two. Number two is Burger King, which is a little shocking to me because I feel like Burger King has really taken a beat and Fallen off. It's fallen off. Yeah. But I shouldn't say that because I haven't had it in such a long time. Mm -hmm. Used to, here's what, Alex, you want to hear my Burger King order? Yeah. It's a little gross, but this is back when I was 14. You'd be able to eat anything. You know, you didn't concern yourself with these things. Yeah. I used to order Whopper, Whopper, no onions, extra mayonnaise. That was my order. No onions, extra mayonnaise, Whopper. Just even saying that out loud now makes me hankering. I have a hankering right now for exactly (laughs) that. Of course, they have the, they used to call it flame broil. That was their big catch yeah. over there at Burger King. We flame broil everything. And I think it's just like some sort of spray. Yeah. They spray on it to make it taste flame broiled. Mm, liquid smoke. Yeah. But she says, number two, the fast food battle between McDonald's and Burger King, there is no doubt who reigns supreme when it comes to French fries. I think she's going to get an argument on this one. The Burger King fries were superior on all levels. They were thicker, lightly uh, browned, and, and better crispy. Better crisp, but she, she writes, I'm, I'm reading, I'm fucking up her writing. She's writing better than I'm reading. Uh, if you have a taste for the good old-fashioned French fry, Burger King will not let you down. Number two. I think that's a little too high. I but think, yeah. The fries are a must, and you can order the uh, Whopper on the side. I love the Whopper. This girl loves the Whopper. She loves the Whopper. 
Okay. Now, I'm going to say there are three fast food fries I like more than Burger King that we haven't even heard about yet. Well, so I am. But do you want to hit number one before I'm you on, go no, into no, yours? No, no, yes. No, I'm on the edge of my seat can, for number one. Can you give me your Can you give me your number one? Oh, my number one. Uh, you know, my number one would be also a crinkle cut, Raisin Cane's. Raising Cane's People fries. love this Raising Cane's. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot about Raising Cane's. They've opened a few here in Los Angeles. They're just getting here. I don't think yeah, they're just actually getting open here. yet. Yeah. But. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I hear a lot about That's Raising Cane's. One. People love it. Well, this is a little bit shocking, too, because I don't know if I've ever had their French fry as well. Because mm-hmm. this is a place that I've talked about before on the podcast, because I have a passion for baked potatoes. I'm one okay. of the few people left in the world. I'm, an, I'm a true old man. Mm-hmm. I have a passion for baked potatoes. And I know most people are like, that's disgusting. A baked potato is literally just a potato out of the ground. You might as well eat dirt. Mm-hmm. And I and people are like, but you, you jazz it up with it. all... Yeah, that's what people are like. Do you jazz it up with your bacon bits? All no. I eat a, I'll take a baked potato and just eat it like a fucking apple. That's That's disgusting. the freak I am. Love a baked potato. That's and disgusting. this place still <laughs> like offers this place still offers the baked potato. Okay. And that is Wendy's, Wendy's of course. And that is number 1 according to this gal, number 1 french fry overall, the best overall french fry, the honor goes to Wendy's. These fries were made with unpeeled potatoes, so this See, she's mm-hmm. like me. She likes a little potato skin. I think this girl and I, yeah. you've got to have her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We are, we are, we agree on everything. Yeah. A um, little bit of potato skin left on the fry. She likes that. The fries were crisp perfection and perfectly salted without the bells and whistles. Oh, see, it is bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about it before, everyone. For many years, I thought it was balls and whistles. It's bells, yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only thing her and I disagree on. She thinks it's bells and whistles. I dis- I think it's balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a special fancy dipping sauces and bold seasonings. These were simply perfect classic fries. They are the best. Mm-hmm. Wendy's makes the best fast food. Fr- oh, she is doubling down. She says w- Wendy's also makes the best frosty. Shake. So they make the, the only frost. Well, she yeah. like shake yeah. option. Mm-hmm. All of this is highly recommended. She loves Wendy's. Once again, her name is Christina Vani, V-A-N-N-I, internationally recognized culinary authority uh, and, a, and a well-known food writer, engaging TV show host. And uh, now she's writing for um, Taste of Home. We've okay. used, This is the third time we've used Taste of okay. Home. They've delivered for us. So thank you, people over at Taste of Home. What do you... Alex, have you had the Wendy's number one French fry? Uh, yeah, I have. Actually, that was when I said there were three that I hadn't heard from. I expected Wendy's to be the one. And then yeah. she's very regional. She's out there. Okay. You know, she doesn't know about, and I don't even know. I, I'm So surpri- it, let's hear your passion. Well, I, I just want to hear, I wanted to, I mean, we can't even have a list without discussing the the controversial in and out fry. I, it is a very it's controversial, a controversial fry. fry. It is a very controversial fry. And I understand, let me tell you something. And I'm not about. even saying it's the best. I'm We're just renting saying. out people here at the, here at the French Old me House. Too. We're renting out people. Uh, my daughter loves it. We all love it. Mm, We're in and out too. people. Um. But I will say this about the fry: they there's a lot of broken bits. Mm-hmm. At, you know, you don't you know you get very few whole fries in the and In and Out is very regional too. So yes. we're we're losing half the country, mm-hmm. and we're 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 the sixth mm-hmm. funniest podcast in the world. So yes. we're losing a lot of countries at this point. Um. So yeah. So there are. But I I, I understand. The, the, mm-hmm. But I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Uh, French fries of any kind are good to me. Yeah. I knew I've she never was had like go a bad Wendy's. French fry. I knew she'd pick Wendy's once. She seemed like she liked the skin on. I could feel that from her. Good sea salt. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a good choice. Okay. I condone this list. Uh, Alex likes the list. That is, well, there you go. That might might have been our most fun countdown yet. Um, we There's more. We could, we could 
How are we doing on Word time? We're at an hour 10. Are we? We're in an hour 10? <laughs> yeah. We talked oh about fresh rounds I for talked 20 about, minutes. I complained way too much in the beginning of this, and it got good at, when we when we got into other stuff. So I don't even need, so we should save this for another one. I yeah. have other fun stuff to talk about. Um, the hot new haircut, the summer haircut. Well, Ooh, let's should, do that one. Well, we should give it out to people because they should probably they think get about ready. getting it now because mm-hmm. we're already in May. It's going to be May. Today is Orange Juice Day, yes. May 4th. Tomorrow Cinco de Mayo, May mm-hmm. 5th. Um, so we gotta, we gotta think about pop tarting. Oh, pop tarting. Is that the haircut? Yeah. It's going to be the summer's biggest hair color trend. Oh, color. Hair color. Yeah. It's pop tarting. You see, you see what's I happening here? I know where here? it's going. <laughs> White with a bunch of red and purple sprinkles. Like what is. Well, no, not, I gotta tell you the girl who's got it in this picture, of course, is a model and yeah. it looks fantastic on her. But I don't know if she this is going to... probably also got a $600 Pop-Tart. This gal who's over there eating French fries like she's going, like they're going out of style, I don't think she's going to look good in the Pop-Tarting outfit, you know? You bring a pop- Pop-Tart, she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, good idea. I don't think she's going to look good in the Pop-Tarting because she's like, she's complaining at every drive that she goes to, she's not getting enough French fries. Mm-hmm. I think Pop-Tarting hair is going to work on her. However, it's working on this model. Uh, they recommend... Okay, here it is. Pop-Tarting is a new hair color trend for summer that looks... Involves adding pop a high contrast color to your hair. I feel like that's been happening for a while now. Mm-hmm. So it's like get inspiration for the pop tarting hair color trend by br- bringing this to the salon. Uh, between the resurgence of claw clips and lip gloss. Oh, these are things that are coming back. Lip okay. gloss. What's a claw clip? I think it, I don't know. I think it holds your hair. You know oh, the okay. banana clip you just call them? I think, oh, yeah. I don't fucking know. Um, the new pop tarting hair color. No, it has nothing to do with the breakfast food that you might have scarfed down, but, but, but it will fill your nostalgia. Here it is. Uh, what is pop tarting by now? You're probably familiar with chunky highlights, the high contrast hair color trend seen on Jennifer Lopez and Dua Lipa. Okay. I love this Dua Lipa. I've been watching a lot of her videos. She was jumping around always with little pants on mm-hmm. and I like Dua Lipa. I'm going to say that I like this. She's got a song with Elton John. I know it's a big hit right now, but I'm kind of liking this song. I'm hearing it everywhere. Have we played it yet? Could very well be. We have. I think we did, but we might. We're going to get Could out very of here well be in, in, in the running for Song of the Summer, Ooh. although it's been out for a while already. I disagree with whoever Dua Lipa's people are over at her record company. Should have released this around now because yeah. this would have been all over Song mm-hmm. of the Summer. Are you talking Cold Heart? Cold Heart. Ooh. I think she released it too soon. This thing could have been huge. And not that it's not, but it could have been huge. Well, we are gearing up for a song in the summer. We're going to be talking. That's our favorite time of the year. Alex, it's coming. It, just give me a second. I had, I listen, people, you you throw me, I saw French fries before. We could have counted down song in the summer, but French fries came first mm-hmm. in this uh, particular episode. And then, of course, Pop-Tarting. Chunky highlights, Dua Lipa. Pop-Tarting is adding a pop of color or the panel of any contrasting color to, to the rest of your hair. You get what's happening here. It's like adding a red or a purple or a pink, which I feel like everyone's doing now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this is, <clears throat> this is already the trend of the summer. L'Oreal Professional Metal Detox Box. Get it. Oh, I see what's, okay. This girl, but this is, Alex, I'm going to show you a picture. This, this is this is Shelly Gregory. She's Pop-Tarted. Oh, okay. Somebody gave me Pop-Tarts after a show. This, mm-hmm. this was in Michigan. Gave me Pop-Tarts. And uh, she gave me Fruit Loop Pop Tarts. I gotta say, I don't. I disagree with everything about this. I feel like it's fucking up the space time continuum. Putting a breakfast cereal in what is essentially a breakfast cereal, mm-hmm. you can't fuck up. I listen. I have often said Pop Tarts is going too wild with their flavors. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were all happy with strawberry and brown sugar. Yeah, but now they're, they're finger fucking everything into their filling. 
And if Fruit Loops, you yeah. can't do that. that Give is, us a fun seasonal yeah. once a year. That's Don't like go. incest. That's yeah. like two cereals fucking. You can't mm-hmm. do that. That's no. against the rules, against the law. We need to pour orange juice on it next? Yeah, exactly. Animals? Exactly. So there you go. All f- interesting stuff, all fascinating. We have so much more to talk about. Um, I could go on. I've got a lot. Just one more thing. Cat. We did get Catster Magazine. Okay. Catster. And this is whoever sent me Catster Magazine. Thank you. It's this is sent to Chris and Alex Frangiola. Oh. <laughs> Alex is not my significant other. Yeah, but th- so obviously it's a fan of the podcast. And I'm not going to go through 25 of them because there are 25. Okay. But this is what goes on in Catster Magazine. Okay. And I'm not a hater of cats. I'm not. I I don't have one. I've never had one. But I oh, like people who have them. Yeah. I like people who have them. And I've seen them at people's homes, and they're always nice. Oh, it's a cute cat. I like your cat. I say things like that. You know what? I got no people with them. Here we go. This is top, once again, a countdown. Should I save this count? No. You know what? Let's just do it. Okay. Maybe we get, I'll give you a few now, and we can spread it out over the course of, and this will get you guys to come back to the podcast. You're like, wait a minute. He only did five cat names. These are the top 25 cat names. Okay. Of 2022, the top 25 cat names. Are we going to start at one or are we going to go backward? Well, that's interesting. Let's go backward. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's start at 25. (laughs) Number 25, everybody. And we're only going to do, let's do five. Five. Let's give these people five because I feel like we started off this podcast angrily. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people probably checked out at that point. Like he's still doing what we over at Juicy School Club not do. He's complaining. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm coming, I've got so many dates coming up, everybody. Buy your tickets to my live shows. Frangiola.fun has been updated. All Philadelphia, um, coming to New Hope, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, coming to uh, the, Boston, the, in, Boston July. in July. But I'm also coming to another area of Massachusetts in May. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming to the Off Cabot Comedy Club yes. in, in Massachusetts as well. Same owners as Laugh Boston. Coming to Laugh Boston, coming to Syracuse, coming to Albany, ooh, ooh. coming to Hartford. One night only, Funny Bones, one night only. So come to those. I got so many friends all that fun. Alaska this weekend. Number five, number 25. If if this is uh, your cat's name, it's the 25th most popular cat name. Okay. Salem. All right. Here, Salem. Here, Isn't Salem. Isn't that based off uh, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Wasn't that her cat's name? Uh, Alex, I have no I believe. Idea. Uh, I think it's uh, based off the witch trials. Okay. Uh, 24, Coco. Coco, number mm, 24, yeah. Coco. Cute name, sure. 23, number 23, Penny. Here, Penny, 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 B. Number tw- number 22. Now, this is a name I would like if I had a cat. This is when I would name it. Yes, yeah, then- Salem Saberhagen. Oh, I know is? what I'm talking about. Oh, my about. God, Alex. <laughs> How does he know this? He doesn't know anything about anything when it comes to pop culture, <laughs> but he just he knows the cats. Sabrina the Teenage Witch Cats. <laughs> I don't know why. Fuck. He knew the last name, too. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> number 22 is Lola. Mm-hmm. And I like that name because it would be Lola Frangiola, and that one's nice. Number 21, Smokey. I'll just give you two. That's two, fun. Give you two more bonus ones. I've heard, I think I've heard of a Smokey before. I like a cat named Smokey. Uh, and then Oreo. We had, we had a rabbit. Yeah. Oreo. Because it had a, uh, stay with me, had black ears, black tail, in the middle white. See, or so it was cool. Oh, I see what you did yeah, was, there. Yeah. And then Oreo, that's the number 19, and Nala, number 18. You you know, should I just give you number one? Just I'm give us just, number I'll one. give you number give one. Give us the top I'm gonna three. I'm going to jump right up to number one. What's the top three? Luna. 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 That's one. I'm, that's number number one. Number two, Milo. Number three, Bella. I don't, I mean, 
Salem was cooler than all those. I know. I agree. I, I think we might have done that one backwards because I like the bottom names better than the top names. I mean, you, uh, listen, I, you, you guys might be right. I might complain too much because, uh, you know, about the gig that I have and the job that I have. And I do love it. I love doing this podcast and it's only part of it. We're just having fun. And, and I do love going to the cities I go to and I do love being attacked on stage. And I love performing for you guys. <laughs> and I love all this. And I'll tell you why I love it, because I'm I'm grateful that I do have a following and I do have an audience and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm not um, Michael Leverton, Michael Leverton, okay. Michael Leverton. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm not Michael Leverton. And you're probably asking why, Chris, why are you grateful? You're not Michael Leverton because Michael Leverton is a writer at Catster magazine. He's a journalist <laughs> and this is where it ended. Yeah. And I would imagine, you see, I sit here and bitch and I would imagine Michael Leverton has issues as well. Because Michael Leverton does a a, uh, a a monthly um, piece in this Catster magazine mm-hmm. where he... Uh, a segment, st- if you will? Yeah. Recurring? It, it's a recurring, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. I'm going to read about him a little bit. He's uh, he, he lives in San Diego, Michael Leverton, and uh, his cat, Stella, is a bangle, has a firm grip on her handler. He's a freelance writer, and she is a rescue. Um, they live in San Diego. Nice. Okay. Now he does a monthly. Um, it's me, the cat. That this is this is the. This is his. Okay, everybody. It's me, the cat. Life with catitude. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alex, this sounds perfect. You, yeah. Thank you. There's a lot of. I those. should work for this, Alex. Guy. There's yeah. a lot of perfect jokes in this yes. throughout, the, and a lot of catitude jokes too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but this is a part of the magazine. It's me, the cat. Life with Catitude. Stella, that's his cat, talks kittens. Okay? I asked my senior cat, Stella, about the new kitten in the neighborhood, and boy, did she go right for the jugular. And now, Michael Leverton goes on to pretend that the cat is talking. You understand what's happening? He interviews his cat. He interviews his cat, and he writes it as if he's doing an interview with a person who speaks. Mm Mm-hmm. And here, I'm just going to read you a couple of questions that Stella, his senior cat, is talking, Stella's talking about other cats. Yeah. And Stella, I think it's a cat theme, grumpy. Mm-hmm. Stella's a grumpy cat. Uh, we all talked about, we talked about Morris, the cat in the 70s, who was the mm-hmm. first, I believe, the first gay icon. Kind of queenie. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was like a queenie cat in the 70s that sold nine lives, cat food. And since that point, the, uh, that has been a, that has been a, a, a a tool for cats. They're, they're finicky. They're, mm-hmm. You know, even that one, that Garfield. Isn't he finicky? He likes lasagna and nothing else. Yeah, nothing if else. If it's not lasagna, he's not going to come over your house. Uh, okay, so here you go. Hey, Stella, did you notice the new cat next door? Indeed. The neighborhood is going downhill. Oh. That's Stella. Yeah. You understand? So Stella's not having any of this. Doesn't mm-hmm. like the cats. Doesn't like anything about it. Oh, she's adorable. This is Michael talking now. Am I? Is this making any sense? Yeah, oh, kind Michael. of. Okay. Alex, if it doesn't, I mean, make, it doesn't if, make if sense. If it doesn't make sense, I think you, you're in the right you're in the right <laughs> okay. lane at this point. But I think I know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, if this is not making sense, I think it's a good thing. Um oh, she's adorable, Stella. Uh I don't think TikToking all day is adorable. Oh, oh so he's oh. saying that she's just a TikTok cat, okay? Mm. Uh the kitten is TikToking? Once again, Michael talking. Uh, of course she is. Every kitten is TikToking. The entire young feline generation is just posing in front of screens all day. Mm. So he, wow, this this Stella's got some. Sounds like he's projecting I hope his Stella, own. I hope Stella doesn't listen to this podcast. No. She would be furious with this podcast. Um, okay, uh, 
I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead, give you some other questions to Stella answers. Uh, it, it's a little bit, a lot of talk about TikToking. It's funny. Uh, what I've, I've bought you 13 plush cat beds to date and you haven't so much as sat in one. Um, those were cat beds. I thought they were death cushions. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, what's a death cushion? That's once again, Michael talking, uh, a cushion that kills me if I sit on it. Mm. I think (sighs) this is comedy is hard, everybody, but there are people who probably, and I shouldn't say that because the comedy is, is is subjective. Mm -hmm. You know, like people would come see me and listen to this podcast and go, this is awful. The lady in the French fries would love this article. She's probably crying. Yes. She's sitting there eating. She's probably perfectly happy Mm -hmm. with her portions of, of Wendy's French fries Mm -hmm. going, this Stella is hilarious. It's a bucket of fried chicken (laughs) and some Stella. (laughs) And a frosty. She and loved a fr- the frosty. Yes. So you thought I uh, I bought you my loving cat of 18 years, 13 death cushions? I know. Seemed like a weird thing to buy. And what is this about you not sleeping indoors when you were a kid? Oh, Jesus. Okay. This goes on. This is like two pages. <laughs> this is a two-page interview. Man. I wouldn't read an interview with like, uh, with, you know, Joe Biden. Yeah. But I'm sitting here reading the Stella interview. And actually, it probably makes more sense than the interview with Joe Biden. <laughs> you get what I'm doing there. All right, everybody. What a wonderful time we've had. Uh, that was fun. We got so much more to come on Patreon episodes on um, and on regular episodes. For those of you who might be new to this podcast coming over from Juicy Scoop, welcome. It's a bit of a shit show. Some weekends were perfect and some weekends were not. And this one is, is coming out to you on uh, Orange Juice Day. And Cinco de Mayo. So enjoy it. And I'm off to, um, when you hear this, I'll be getting on a plane to Alaska. So if any of you guys listened in Alaska, I don't think I have one person who said they're coming to the Alaska show. So we do have one. Mm-hmm. Please let me know because I'll be there. Never been there before in my life. I don't know anything about it. So I'll be reporting back to you guys. What do we got to get out of here on, Alex? Oh, yes. Another wild man. He's been a Ted Nugent. Cat scratch fever. I wonder if the cat in this um, song is named after any of the... Is named Luna. Yeah. Or any of the top 25 names. Great song. I mean, he's a bit of a lunatic at this point, Ted Nugent. But Probably all. I think he's kind of always been. Mm-hmm. This was one of those back in the seventies. It was it was sexual innuendo that they mm. we didn't you know we didn't we, we get it you know. I kind of like those days. There's a lot of pussy, pussy this, pussy that, but like I'm talking about a cat. So you know what it. I'm doing here. Yeah. I wonder if this cat's name is uh, Charlie. That's number eight. Ooh. Charlie. What's that mean looking cat right there? Oh, that's uh, how pompous can a cat get? Mm. That's an article about, this is a pompous cat you're looking at. That's uh-huh. how pompous, that's an article on how pompous can a cat get. I wonder if this cat's name is um, Willow. That's number 12, Willow. Okay. We have more of the uh, interview with the cat. Uh, we'll be doing more of that. There's There's two pages to go. That cat talks for two pages to that to Mike. The um, see, so what I'm saying is, things could be worse. I don't know what you guys do for work, and maybe you're like, "God, I hate my job. I hate my life. I hate you're not uh, writing for 
cats to a magazine pretending to be a cat. Mm-mm. A fussy cat, no less. A fussy cat. A cat, cat. That, is, that is mad that you bought him deathbeds. Oh, I'm sorry. That I, and, and not to steal. I, st- I was, I was kind of stealing Morris's accent there. I don't want to steal Morris's act. So uh, there's a lot of fun things. A lot of fun cat. Oh, cat tattoos. Cat, you can get a cat tattoo set, $15, and put them. This girl's got them on her neck. I think this is the girl who got the French fries. Oh, this is this this magazine gets into some bizarreness. This is how to talk to your cat on the phone. Okay, <laughs> exactly, Alex. That's sh- the how do they do response. a year of this? I'm honestly, and this is a, a monthly. This is a monthly. It's Alex, a feat. So this comes out every month. Yeah. So that's why they got to get into things like. I don't know. They're, they're probably over there, cat. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do now? I don't know. How do you talk to your cat on the phone? Sure, write it. Yeah. Talk to your cat on the phone, you weirdos. Love you all. Thank you. Come see me at, the, like I said, live. We're having a good time live. Ask the people of Michigan. This shit was fun. Don't attack me on stage, of course, but we'll have some fun. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Uh, thank you to uh, Ted Nugent. Yes. Thank you to all the people who made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Duran Duran, Dolly Parton, Carly Simon, Lionel Richie, on, and Pat Benatar. Eminem. Eminem and everybody else. Congratulations. Thank you. Stamps.com. Stamps.com. Thanks to people at Stamps.com. Might be our final one, Stamps.com. Mm-hmm. We love you guys over at Stamps.com. Thank you for all you've given us. Thank you to Raycon. Yeah. Uh, you guys love your... I had my Raycons on the entire weekend in Michigan. While the girl was bitching about her bag, I, I couldn't hear her because my Raycons were in. Mm-hmm. Drowned her out with my Raycons. Thank you, Raycon. Bye-bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.